0: Introducing my new $4.99 spicy chicken strips combo. 100% all white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice.
1: The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it.
0: Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries. Babe, wake up. Babe. Oh, oh no. The room's on fire. woo Oh, uh, It's uh, an alien invasion. pew. Pew. I guess I'll just eat this Egg McMuffin. Huh? Is there another one? Wake up breakfast at McDonald's. Mix and match two classics for five bucks. Choose
1: from an Egg McMuffin or a Sausage McMuffin with egg, each made with real butter and a freshly cracked egg. Price and participation may vary. Can it be combined with any other offer? Combo meal. Limited time offer. Single item at regular price. <clears throat> the following is a... Once sweet, those interesting... Production. It may not be suitable for all audiences. sisters get around it's time for the sanctuary of sweet truth
2: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth Podcast. My name is Billy Dees. With me, as always, are the co-hosts. First up, Sugar Shane. What's up, man? Hanging in there, bro. Gotcha. And Jack Casey. What's up, Jack?
0: Not much, man. Just uh, got to blow 700 bucks on a new phone today.
2: So hey, That's exciting, tight? man. New equipment, and there's nothing else like it. Right. <laughs> yeah. If- if you've never checked out our podcast before, we uh, I guess you could say we're a topical program. There's usually uh, three of us on, sometimes two, sometimes three. And we talk about current events, all kinds of stuff, media-related things, sometimes politics. Kind of lighthearted. Sometimes we get serious. It depends. You can check out the show live twice a week, Monday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then again at Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can check us out anytime you wish on demand on Spreaker and iTunes, and once again, that's listed under the Sanctuary <laughs> of Sweet Truth. And uh, I guess um, just a general question before we get started is: uh, Is everybody good and relaxed? Are we, uh, you know, having a? Did you have a good weekend, Shane? What, what, what uh, did you? I-, I suppose you worked.
1: No, I didn't work. I had the weekend. Oh, off. you didn't? Cool. Uh, yeah, I just kind of laid around the house and didn't do much of nothing. I was going to go to a ball game Saturday, but thanks to this fine uh, weather we have up here in Ohio, I didn't get to do that. So because it rained, I knew it was going to be rained out anyway. Yeah. So, uh, but other than that, it was an uneventful weekend.
2: All right, new phone, Jackie. That's always like one of the greatest moments is when you get like a new phone. I mean, you're. Are you excited? <laughs> I'm, I'm a geek, so I like that kind of stuff.
0: I'm still kind of playing around with it. It's going to be nice not having to charge it four times a day. Like uh, Last night, I was having a text conversation with like three or four people at once, and I killed my battery in like 45 minutes.
2: Oh, okay. so, wow. Yeah,
0: I, it had to be replaced. Um, this one looks like it'll last all day, though. The, the screen is really high quality. Um, I went with a, a previous generation because I wasn't about to blow a grand on a phone. That was just going yeah. to depreciate in value anyway, you know? Um have you seen those folding phones, by the way, the Samsung Fold ones?
2: Not in not in 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 real life. I've uh, of course uh, caught pictures and stuff of them, but I have I haven't held one.
0: Guess how much they cost?
2: I, I, know, I know they're way up there. They're about two grand, aren't they?
0: Nineteen hundred
2: to twenty three hundred. Yeah,
0: Jesus. that's a gaming computer right there, man. Christ. Yeah, yeah. Damn. And the funny thing is too is. They, uh, they sent them out like uh, to different reviewers for promos, and within a couple of days I think uh, the screen cracked in the middle.
2: Yeah, they, no it, way. it was flashing or something. Yeah, I, I saw those videos. Mm-hmm.
1: There is uh, no way I would pay $1,900, 2300 on a phone, man.
0: Dude, that's a down yeah. payment on a car.
1: Yeah! <laughs> yeah hell, yeah, some, sometimes it can be a used use car depending on where you're at and who you buy it from. Yeah, that's a lot uh, of money. You can buy yeah, a damn good. Was... You can buy a damn good television with
2: it. Yeah,
1: twenty
0: three hundred dollars. <laughs> you could buy a really nice
1: television with like what I paid for my phone today, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. But I mean, the twenty three hundred dollars, I'd have one of them fifty five inches hanging on the wall, four K curved, <laughs> uh, surround yeah, s- surround sound, the whole damn yard before I to pay twenty three hundred dollars for a phone.
2: Yeah. Shoot,
1: man, somebody got more money than they got sense yeah well, you know within it within
0: a year if they'll come like way down that's always the early adopter oh yeah yeah 4k I mean, yeah. yeah, four,
1: four TVs have already went way down they were high when they came out now they ain't hardly nothing
0: my thing is man for that amount of money like you could save a grand just by buying like a regular phone and a tablet and
1: yeah. then
0: just like running the internet off the phone to you know Do the
2: tablet. (laughs) Yeah, I I worked for a... uh, Years ago, I I worked for a dealer that sold one of the first plasma TVs in Stark County. And it was $20,000. And this was like in 1996. Like that, 1996. I don't remember. But it was uh, some years ago. But yeah, they do come down. And uh, it's funny how that uh, technology progressed. And what always amazed me as as a fan of electronics, you know, when plasmas and that debuted... In the mid '90s, you have to keep in mind that there wasn't a major change in television technology since World War II. Not at all. Because the uh, the uh, CRT, the cathode ray tube, did improve. You had uh, you know the color in the 1960s, and there were some things with high resolution uh, screens in the 1980s, but it was still basically the same technology. And um, when the flat screens started, uh, plasmas kind of led the uh, the charge there in the mid '90s. And, uh, that was like, that was truly something completely new and uh, that was an exciting time. But now they're, they're kind of commonplace and, uh, they're kind of going through what computers went through there for a while They They keep making these incremental changes. I don't know if, if they're, you know, uh, changes of any real consequence from one year to another, but I want a projector, s- a projector. Okay. Yeah, I won't,
1: I want one of those. But I, have I have a projector. Projector. Um,
2: Those are very affordable now too.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're mini- not that high. Yeah,
0: I've yeah. actually got a mini projector that does about a, I think a forty-six inch screen, and oh, it's wow. uh, it's so small it fits in your pocket. It's even smaller than
2: my phone. Damn. Yeah, so that yeah. thing's pretty cool. Hey, speaking um, of TV, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you going to say something else there?
0: I was just going to say, uh, I, when I grew up, it's funny to see. How TV technology has changed in just like 25 years. Oh, yeah. Um, up until 1996, we still had my dad's TV from like the 70s when he was in oh, college yeah. that was in an actual wooden cabinet.
2: Yeah. And then yeah. when
0: that finally broke, we got this giant like CRT TV that they had for about five or six years. And now my mom's got, and that thing was heavy, it took two of us to, you know, lift it out. And oh, then yeah. now my mom's got a, a, uh, one of those LED TVs, and I can just pick it up with my pinky.
2: Oh yeah, and yeah. it's
0: that much more powerful, which is really cool.
2: Yeah, it's 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 that is cool. Uh, speaking of TV, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones now. We have the the episode titled, G, you know, GOT all capitals GOT, which is Game of Thrones. If you follow the hashtags, and uh, Starbucks question mark. Now, does he, do either one of you know why I have that titled that way?
1: I have no idea. I saw okay. a little bit about it.
2: Okay. There was a scene in Game of Thrones uh, last night where uh, a Starbucks cup was left on the table. And uh, a lot of viewers picked up on it. And it was the talk of the Internet today. Yeah. And <clears throat> here's, the, uh, here, here's my take on this. Starbucks is getting a lot of mileage out of that today. Yeah. And I, I, I can't believe... As as someone who does a fair amount of editing, I cannot believe that you know there's a whole room full of people running on a multi 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 million dollar project, and nobody noticed that 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 Starbucks cup in that scene. I, I can't believe that nobody noticed it.
1: It has happened. Uh, it doesn't happen often, but they've had like scenes where wet cowboys have had wristwatches on, and they wouldn't. Yeah, supposed yeah, to. yeah. But it doesn't yeah, happen and, often. And, and, and,
2: no, it doesn't, and it usually happens in moderately, you know, budgeted films. This is, you know, right. this is a right. thing where they comb over every frame of this with all the special effects and everything Yeah, that's is true. And, and and I can't believe that nobody noticed that there. So it makes me wonder things that make you go, hmm. There's a coffee. Wonder, on, there's a coffee coming. You can bank on it. it, a, it yeah, yeah. No. It, it makes me wonder if this wasn't a stunt uh, even, on even behalf if, of Starbucks.
1: Even if it wasn't. They're going to bank on it. They're going to use it. Yeah. Either either way, well, they already, there's a they already talking
2: yeah. about. it. Yeah. they made they made a comment that it wasn't really coffee. It was some kind of tea, herbal tea that she was drinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah.
2: In a paper yeah. cup. Yeah,
1: okay. just with
0: the paper cup and the the yeah. corporate logo on it, yeah, just happened yeah. to be there. Maybe yeah. a time traveler or somebody who was going through different dimensions, like aliens, dropped on the ground. Aliens, That's man. Funny.
2: Hey, yeah. Here's a
0: fun fact. Uh, you know the movie Fight Club um yeah in every single scene
1: there's a starbucks cup
2: oh really <laughs> yeah, <it's> somewhere <laughs>
1: wow that's yeah well cool. that,
2: that makes me wonder that this wasn't some kind of a stunt yeah i so think it, it i it think
1: it probably was because i think like i said i think there's a game of thrones coffee or a game of thrones something coming to starbucks and we'll probably see yeah. it in the near future yeah. being as there, there, there's only two weeks left so yeah i think yeah.
2: it'll be within the near future uh, some John you- Snow iced coffee, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just to remind the audience, we talked uh, last week about uh, you know, the darkness of the previous episode. Right. And there's a lot of explanations for this. I'll, I'll just give the cliff notes on a couple of them here. Um, some of the uh, f- uh, photographers that were on the program made some statements that they felt HBO compressed the show too much. And then there were some of the people that I know, some of the uh, people that uh, sell high-end uh, consumer electronics, the projectors and everything, the real expensive ones, suggested that the settings on the TV were not tweaked uh, properly for video as opposed to, like say, watching a, a sporting event or something like that. And that is true. There are some of the finer settings in some yeah. of these high-end TVs that you do have to, do have to tweak. For, well, sound, for you, though, sound, too. Blue.
0: I can guarantee and, you, with normal TVs, like probably 90 percent of the people out there haven't even touched the settings. They just oh, put no, it out that, of the box no, and set it up.
2: And that's statistically, that is absolutely true. Oh yeah, and then, I do
0: that with mine because it drives me nuts when the picture's like kind of off. But you know, yeah. I guess not everybody notices
2: that. Yes, and then and then there's the artistic argument that you know this was a a, a scene that uh, you know was to be fought at night, and uh, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be dark and all that. Now my argument against. All of this, pretty much. I really don't buy the artistic thing because, you know, I I couldn't uh, show a film that's completely white and say this is my artistic rendering of two polar bears fighting in a blizzard. Okay. Right.
0: <laughs> Maximum ISO, of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, and and some of these uh, other tweaks and stuff are are all true. Okay, and 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 the other one is is that uh, that the lighting was formatted for a for a big screen like an IMAX or something like that. That's and, and what I think. It, which you have a much brighter picture, but he, here, he, because you have more light to cover a wider area. But here, here's my argument against all that, okay? It, the, the bottom line is this. No matter how artistic you feel as an artiste or whatever it is, you have to keep in mind that this is a medium that is a visual medium for TV. OK, yeah. you, you shouldn't have to expect the viewer to, to pick up the remote control and go to the back of the room and stand on their head to figure out what the best settings are. Yeah. And and as a matter of fact, on my Facebook Facebook page, somebody put a link there. Um, I don't know if she wants me to mention her name or not, that um, shows the scene lighted two different ways at the same time. You can watch it side by side. And why they didn't use the other lighting scheme for TV is beyond me because it's so much better. You can actually see the people fighting. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I, fi- I finally oh, watched it. Go ahead. Okay.
1: I don't know if they were trying to be artistic. I don't know. I have not a clue. Um, I will say this. I can see where they were coming from as far as the battle scenes themselves. Because there needed to yeah. be a little bit of confusion Because I think they were trying to get That's why you That's why you had a lot of first person views Where you were like mingled in with the crowd I think they wanted you to have that feel Like you were in the battle And you know right there with it However I do think That the darkness was a little bit much Even the snow when they went into the With the dragon I couldn't tell half the time Whether it was the uh, yeah. King guy or, or Daenerys That was riding I couldn't figure it out it was a very confusing episode due to the color, I will say that. There was times when Arya was standing on this bridge, and I swear it looked like what had happened is they had put her in the middle of a heavy, heavy-based black oil painting. Yeah. And even when she moved, the light would reflect like it was just the oil moving or something. It was awful. I ain't gonna lie. So I think it was a bad decision on the part of the department. If I was them, I would probably... Uh, I'm just going to be honest with you, I'd probably air a better version of it if it was me, just to appease the people yeah. that want to re-watch the show, just to be straight. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's just an idea, but that's just what I would do. Because yeah. uh, even if you were being artistic and you wanted to show with that, it that, would make your fans happy and let them get a shot at being able to actually see the battle and what happened. I couldn't tell you half of what went on there, man. I don't know yeah. who's dead, well, who ain't.
2: <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about uh, Saturday Night Live a little bit here, because oh, Adam yeah. Sandler hosted it last yeah, week. And awesome. uh, uh, a good segue into this, I don't know if you saw the bit, but they did this bit uh, and where they mentioned Game of Thrones. And uh, the guy said, yeah, I watched it, but I didn't see it. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it was too dark. Um <laughs> But anyway, Adam Sandler, uh, hosted Saturday Night Live and I generally like him. I, I feel he's he's a uh, you know, pretty talented guy. I like now, I, I some of his movies were a little thin on me. It was kind of the same thing over and over again, but right. uh, uh, I I kind of he, he is a uh, uh a talented guy and he did this tribute to Chris Farley. Yeah. Uh, d- did you guys happen to catch that?
1: Yeah, I watched No, I didn't.
2: Okay. Um, I felt he he did a great job with that. He yeah. did the he did this tribute this song in a way that it was funny yet at the same time it was kind of touching and that that's a hard combination to 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 strike oh yeah and i i felt he did a real good job with it yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it i think i watched it twice it was okay. I,
1: I like chris farley i hate it. he had to die way he did you know everybody does yeah but, oh sure you know, but you know uh it is what it is, and there's nothing you can do about it now, but it, just watching his old stuff down by the river, that's a classic, man. Ain't nobody oh, ever oh, forget yeah. that. There's nobody will ever forget that. I mean, how he did that without busting out laughing is beyond me. Oh, yeah. My favorite
0: I, scenes of his were the ones where it was him and Adam Sandler playing as, like, this old couple, and she'd be, like, reading through, like, a, a diner's guide or, like a um or uh, like, a travel guide or something, and he just, like, increasingly
1: gets closer and closer to wanting to
0: kill himself.
1: You those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah i've seen those yeah it's funny i like that i like what he was uh i like the one with him and uh, patrick swayze too that was a funny bit
2: yeah and they're both gone that's amazing
1: yeah they're both gone now
2: yep they're both yeah he died uh, what brain uh, cancer wouldn't it no it was pancreatic
1: pancreatic
2: oh okay yes yeah, uh oh. man yeah uh chris farley kind of joined the club of uh john candy yeah, and of course John Belushi, uh, all of those guys who were uh, you know these guys that just seemed to love life and were you know the life of the party, and um, you know their their light just burned out too soon. So that's kind of sad. But anyway, it was a nice tribute, and I enjoyed it. Now, some people get into this, and some people don't. This is def- this is kind of like our our media su- uh, subject podcast today. This we're talking things about going on in the media here, and. Um, I personally find this charming, and I'll tell you why. I, I know people don't; some of them don't like the royal family and all that. But but I I, I kind of find it good that you know uh, I don't know if you guys followed it, but M- Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, yeah, uh, their boy was born, right? Okay, and they haven't said the name yet, but you know the, the the whole kind of world seems kind of enthralled with it. And I I tell you what, I I, I kind of find it nice that that the That the world media community and, and there's an audience for something that's happy, yeah, I you don't know, have no problem with it, because ninety percent of the stuff that we follow is total b s you know it's it's negative politics, it's all kinds of just crap, and uh, it's nice to have a reason to smile, yeah, you know. And and this is something that's right out of the storybooks, you know, a prince and a princess. And uh, I have a certain amount of respect for the royal family because those boys, I mean, they served in the military. Uh, Harry was, you know, in Afghanistan. And I've said this before. When he came to the United States and did that, did that salute at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah, I'm, that was... He spun around on his heels and saluted, and I'm telling you, he looked like he belonged there way more than any president.
1: I ain't has. gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. When I seen that, I didn't get to see it live. I saw it on YouTube.
2: Right. Right.
1: When I when I seen that, I had goosebumps. Oh, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you. To see this guy from another country come and salute our soldiers, and like you said, he looked better. he looked like he needed to be there more than some of our men absolutely and it was it was was outstanding yeah absolutely and he went and he went back for a second tour yeah he 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 came back home and went back out
2: yeah yeah so I don't these aren't like uh, like our politicians, kids, these pri- privileged, spoiled brats. I mean, they- they're expected to do public service. Right. And, um, uh, yeah, they live a privileged lifestyle to be sure, but at least they do a hell of a lot more than a lot of our rich kids do over here. Oh yeah. So I, uh, I, I have a lot of respect for that. And th- there's the added component where Megan is an American and, uh, the whole thing about, uh, uh, this is 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 it's kind of nice. It's kind of charming. Do you have an opinion about this, Shane? Uh, do you?
1: I have no problem with it. I mean, I recognize that the royalty isn't the same as it was 300 years ago.
2: Yeah, sure.
1: But I have no problem with it. Like you said, at least it's some good news, and uh, I have and I have tremendous respect for those boys too. I mean, you can't help but have, especially him. I mean, both of them, I do, but especially him. Yeah. And this and this is a group of people though that. I mean, yeah, they got money and they live like you said privileged, but they also give a lot of money, they give a lot to charity, they do a lot for the people. they got their mother's spirit about them. These boys are very giving
2: yeah they're they and, and make no mistake they they are a marketing machine for England that's what they are i mean that's yeah. that, that's their function. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean to say that they can't do good. I mean, Princess Diana, with all the, the 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 you know, she was one of the few worldwide figures that embraced children with AIDS. Yeah, and uh, so a uh, lot to be said for that. Jack, you have an opinion. You have two cents on this.
0: I've always just kind of wondered why people care so much about the royal family, but I guess you kind of put it fairly well. But I don't really follow celebrity culture either. So
2: yeah, uh, there Go was
0: ahead. a really funny onion headline, or onion headline today though um queen elizabeth disappointed new royal baby boy's lack of proper inbreeding
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that has happened uh, i'm sure <laughs> especially in years past yeah uh, i mean uh, they don't
1: they don't have the same power they did but i will say this yeah I guarantee you when the British Prime Minister sits down and has his weekly meeting with her however often he meets with her I'd say it's probably weekly and he talks to her I guarantee you when she speaks he listens
2: yeah, well, a lot of people don't realize uh, there's a little of a, a both going on here. A lot of people just kind of dismiss the uh, the king and queen in England. Of course, it's a queen now, but the, that function is having no power, and that's not true. Yeah. Um, th- but, yeah, you're right. They certainly don't have what they did back in the days of King Henry VIII. No, thank uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Look how <laughs> but, many uh, uh, women he killed. Yeah, the, the queen is actually the head of state. And the prime minister is the head of government. Oh, okay. And, and what I find, um, what I find interesting, I, you know, what this is a good question for Jack. This is a good question for Jack. I, I know how you feel about religion. And here in the United States, we have a a policy of the separation of church and state. Okay, it was called something different, you know, 200 years ago, but that's what it morphed into with different Supreme Court rulings and all these other things. Uh, so, um, what uh, well, what I find interesting is in England you do not have that official separation. Okay, the no queen no. is well, the queen is actually part of the Church of England. So, but, but but what I find interesting is they don't seem to have all these cockamamie issues here uh, in their country like we do. Okay, it seems like we have this separation to avoid those troubles, and we have constantly have uh, politicians claiming uh, divine providence in, in our elections, meaning, quote-unquote, God wanted uh, so-and-so to win. Um, and and you don't have that kind of BS in England. You, you never hardly ever hear any, any public uh, outcry of God being evoked in politics. It almost never happens over there. Why do you think that is? Don't you find that ironic?
0: Yeah, I do. I really do. Um, well, look at who founded our country, too. I mean, we were founded by a bunch of Puritans who were such stuck-up a-holes that they got kicked out of England. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. which kind of it brings an attitude today that uh, we still kind of cow to them. I like to think of it uh, as not separation of uh, church and state, but more of uh, freedom from religion. Myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think over there, too, is, like, you know, they've got kind of a growing Muslim population, which you do hear about. You know, there's a lot of bigotry over there about that. But um, I just, yeah, there's the official Church of England, and it it really is ironic. I really don't know what explains that other than the fact that, I mean, I guess you probably see a lot more, like, we have a lot more diverse um, sects of Christianity over here.
2: Yeah. That's so exactly. in a way, they exactly. they're kind of
0: competing more over here on the airwaves and to get you know followers and all that.
1: You only so got I think like that's Two why you... over there. There's only right. like two: Church of England and the Catholic Church. That's pretty much it. Oh, there's the Protestants
0: up in uh up in Ireland and all. Well, that yeah. Too. Well,
1: yeah. That's yeah, that's part of the UK too. Yeah.
0: And I think it really is like all these different flavors of Christianity over here that you know won't necessarily blend together, but are, you know, fighting for followers. And that's why, so that's why you hear a lot more propaganda about it. That's why you, like in some areas, I mean, uh, if you're not a certain type of Christian, you're not getting elected.
1: Haven't you ever wondered why? Haven't you ever wondered? I was thinking this the other day when I was coming through, through uh, going through Fairlawn, coming home from the mall. I was going up a hill, and right there when you get to a certain spot, there's like three or four churches all in one square block right
0: there. That's Ravenna, dude. I've got a church like that I can see from my house. I've got another one I can see from my house. There's the Catholic diocese up the
1: street. But what I'm getting at is, if they all served one God, why couldn't they come to some kind of unity and be able to work together instead of each person's God is different? But but you know. One way that you
0: can tell that you're going through a jacked up area, by the way, count the number of churches and check cashing shops. Like, yeah. I'm not even making a joke; it's a fact.
1: Yeah, that's probably. Like, true. um,
0: I don't know. I think that just people don't like to reconcile with other tribes. We've been like that for you know the past. But that's 10, what 000- I'm
1: saying. That's what causes people not to want to be in it. That's what causes mm-hmm. people to you know to lack any kind of faith in it at all. Because I look at that, and I'm as a logical human being, I'm like, "You say you believe in Jesus. This one says they believe in Jesus. The other one, there was one that was a synagogue, so they believe in the same God." I'm yeah.
0: like, "Well, if you think you, about it,
1: why do not you work Jew, it together?" If you think about it, Jews,
0: Muslims, and uh, Christians all basically yeah. worship the same God. Exactly. It's just they use a different holy book. Right. Like even in in Islam, uh, Moses and um, and Jesus are regarded as prophets. Like they right. are respected as prophets. Um, but, you know, with Muhammad being the one true prophet or whatever, I don't know, it always just kind of blew my mind. It's like y'all are fighting each other all, all over the globe, blowing each other up, you know, screaming at each other, and y'all believe basically the same thing, you know, that there is one God, right. like one true God, and just don't be a dick. I mean, that's really yeah. all religion boils down to. Yeah,
2: you know, that, that's a very interesting point. I, I've often said the same thing. You have the three, you know, what, what you might call three of the major religions of the earth. Uh, All of which uh, have their origins in the same ancient ancient texts, okay, Mm -hmm. Uh, and the same Holy Land. uh, They they have the same Holy Lands, same places are sacred, and uh, they're killing each other and blowing each other up.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's weird, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's it's, uh, strange. Yeah,
0: Uh, you know what's interesting too is that um, over here in America, I mean, coming back to the whole, uh, you don't really see religious. pandering out in England like you do here uh, they exactly. did a gallup they did a, a Gallup poll about I want to say six to seven years ago right around when gay marriage was legalized where they asked like who would you rather vote for and they had a whole list like a Christian a Muslim gay man um, you know and all the way down and uh, atheists were at the bottom of the list and atheists yeah. were also seen as the most distrustful whereas yeah. I think out in England um, it was a lot different oh yeah it is so, I, I found that kind of interesting too. Is so, that what I I am sure. apparently Yeah, I am apparently not to be trusted.
1: That's what I was about to say. <laughs> that's kinda, that's kinda, that kind of that's that's kind of crappy. I mean, whether you believe in somebody's views or not, doesn't make them a crappy person. right. I've never I've never thought you needed religion in order to be a moral person in the first place. I mean, I right. never I never heard not trying to get into a religious conversation, but if you read any of the red in the Bible, I never heard Jesus one time speak on morals. I think you have morals, you just have morals. I ain't I didn't do what what religion you are. That ain't got squat to do with it. So, yeah. so it never did matter plus to me. The, I never have thought that you had to be a moral person in order to believe it. <laughs> that didn't make sense.
0: It just goes back to the tribalism though, you know, like somebody who doesn't believe the same as me or look the same as me, of course they're gonna be kind right. of seen as a threat even if it's just subconscious.
1: Right. I agree. So. Yeah, I mean American. it's sad. I mean I disagree with the Thought process, but I agree with where you're coming from. Oh, I used to yeah. work with a bunch of sheiks,
0: man. They were awesome. Like just really cool people. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't yeah,
1: yeah. The
0: one the one lady I worked with would always buy me donuts and like always want to take breaks and hang out. And you know, she wouldn't really she knew I was an atheist and she didn't care. She was like you yeah. know, taught to love everybody equally and it's and, and this is someone that, you know, you'll see other the bigots in this country going, Oh, they're they're brown and Muslim and everything they're awful and but really she was like the sweetest person i've ever met her husband was awesome i mean
1: yeah. just, oh, I don't, i'm not of the mindset that all muslims are going to go out oh no and strap a bomb to you to themselves and run into well, a sheep, bill sheep's I, also
0: aren't muslims <laughs> oh or
1: <laughs> but, what? yeah true but of the muslims though i'm not thinking that though when i see muslim i don't automatically think oh god here we go we're gonna yeah. blow us up
0: Well, it just shows you the power of propaganda, especially trying to to renounce one religion over another. I mean, back when I worked in your store, Shane, my favorite customers were the the Muslims. Never once had problems with them. Never once. They were always gracious, like always wanted to say hi, said bless you or whatever. Um, The ones that I had the most trouble with were the old white women. uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, me too.
2: uh, Biggest
0: assholes in retail,
1: uh, 50s to 60s white women.
2: Right, okay.
1: <laughs> but, there, but there, but there is a section of the Muslim faith that does teach, you know, violence. Oh, yeah. And superiority. Well,
0: there's sections of that in every religion, too. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, when well, you get nuts, I don't know of a section that actually teaches violence in Christianity, but you do have your groups that uh, that go out and become whatever they call them, uh, Vigilantes or whatever I call them, but they think God's telling them to do this and God's telling them to do that, and they run out and go blow up abortion yeah. clinics and that. That's uh, nut jobs. That's, also- that, that's just psychos. That's like old son of Sam listening to a dog telling them to go kill people. I mean, that's just a crack. That's that's nutheads. I mean, that yeah. ain't got, got that to do with religion. You're dealing with a mental case. <laughs> I mean, you're dealing with somebody that's screwed up. Period.
0: So- well, the thing okay. is too that it's an interest or it's an easy excuse too to kind of. Um, Bring about your vigilanteism as well, because I mean, oh, if you sure. tell someone right. the voices in my head told me to, you know, bomb this abortion clinic, people are going to be like, "Oh, well, you're schizo.
1: But if you yeah. tell them, "Well, you right. know,
0: God told me to do it," you're going to get people on your side because yeah. they're going to yeah. say, "Oh, sure. well, you, yeah. you subscribe to the right God, you did something that I agree with." I mean,
2: yeah,
1: right. Yeah, I just right. I would never I, I would never be able to agree in violence of, uh, of any kind like that. You know, that's just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. just, you know. Now if somebody breaks in your home, that's a different story. I don't have no problem with that. Once they've crossed the line, broke into your home, and you got a gun, you got a permit and right to carry it in your house, or whatever, have it in your home. and somebody breaks in your home, and they got a gun or going to, you know coming at you, you got to shoot to kill. You shoot to kill. Matter of fact, I would recommend shoot to kill. You don't want to shoot them in the leg, and them come up and just put a bullet in your ass. Yeah. I mean, or they, they could go to, sue you. Yeah. Or they could sue you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, no, yeah, that's that's real. No, it is. I agree. It is real. I've heard of oh, yeah. I've heard of cases where the crook won. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, okay, Shane. I tell you what. Since I uh, had, had a question for Jack, I'm 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 going to direct one at you now because I know you like uh, acting and storytelling and, and this kind of thing. So right. I'm going to come at you with this. Let me briefly set this up. Uh, Zach Efron is starring in a new movie about Ted Bundy. And there was a lot of people complaining that because of the fact that Zach Efron is an uh, attractive man, that they were trying to glamorize uh, the character of Ted Bundy. Now, there's two arguments here. Um, the one argument, and, I, and I, I, I feel both of these have credibility, the one uh, argument against this is that uh, it seems to be that a there's a bizarre trend where we sexualize handsome men who do bad things. Seems that happens quite often. And on the other hand, for for the the choosing of Zac Efron for this, and I guess there's a scene in there where they show his body, and of course he's all ripped and everything um the the argument goes that Ted Bundy did use his looks and he did manipulate people with his uh attractive attributes that's how he manipulated people and if you just catch a picture of him while he was in prison you can't tell so much but if if the pictures of him that where he's suited up as a normal person he I can I mean he was a, a uh, very approachable person. He seemed like a very nice guy. He had a great smile, and he was well educated. And these are the things that made him effective as a serial killer. Yeah. So um, my my question then, I, I I'll like I said, I'll send this to Shane. Do you agree with the people that say that we should not be uh, romanticizing Ted Bundy by choosing Zac Efron? Is that a Is that a legitimate criticism?
1: I don't think so. Um, I think you had to pick somebody that looked halfway decent, a pretty good-looking dude, because, like you said, Ted Bundy was a good-looking guy. Um, I think you have to play the role where you have him use his charm and use his looks to get the women, because that's the fact that that's how he got most of them, was he used his charm and his wit and his looks to win the women over. Then when he got them where he wanted him, he did the deeds that he did. But that's just the truth of how he got got the women. He didn't just you know, he didn't just run out in the park, start running and chase a woman down. He seduced them. Yeah, <laughs> that's how he got them. Uh, if he if he'd done it like that, he'd probably have been caught a lot sooner. But uh, yeah. Where I think you got to draw the lines where they make them out to be. I think a lot of these movies nowadays, even your gangster movies, your other movies out there, they almost glamorize the, the side of the fact that they were even killers, though. That's where yeah, I think that's it gets. True. That's where I think it gets. I'm not saying this one does because I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. But where I'm getting at is they almost make it like it's the cool thing. You know, like yeah. it's all right. And I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I listen to true crime, but I listen to true crime stories because I want to see how the killer got caught. I don't listen to the bloodthirsty part about what well, they want to murder folks and all that kind of BS. I like yeah. to see why the forensics led up to the person getting caught. That's what I listen to it for. Yeah. I don't get into the blood, hunger, thirst, and how the person's killer and how cool it was. They did it this way and that way. My mind don't work like that, nor do I want it to ever work like it.
2: Right, right. Jack, do you have an opinion on this?
1: I was gonna
0: say I'm kind of a sick person because I love hearing about like methods and stuff like that and how they did
1: it. But um, yeah,
2: I, uh, I think there, there is a morbid curiosity, and that's kind of why we still read about is, uh, Jack the Ripper.
1: I mean, I this, that, to hear how they did is one thing. I'm talking about people that like make it like it's you know like a celebrity Yeah, like it's almost a the hero now yeah. instead of being the you know a murderer. It's almost like we're supposed to have sympathy for him because he got the death penalty. Hell no, he deserved it. Look right. how many women he killed. Look how many lives he destroyed. I mean, the the, the parents of these girls, the, you know, and everything else. No, if I if they hadn't a him, my ass would have. If it was my if it was if it was my daughter or whatever the case be. Yeah. So I mean, no, I don't think anything's glamorous about him. I don't think a damn thing's cool about him. I think it's awful what he did. I mean, I, like, I hear the story of it, and I'll read the story of it, and i talk about you know it's things like that because, if, like I've said, I've seen how he got caught and what led up yeah. to it. But thinking he's a cool cat, hell no. I don't think he's a damn thing, cool yeah,
2: Culeback. Cool the movies online, I haven't had a chance to check it out. Most of the reviews are pretty unanimous that uh, they did not glamorize Ted Bundy. The attractiveness of uh, Zac Efron was used to illustrate his wicked charm. That's, that's what that's well, what it was that, used
1: for. Well, that was well, that's what you had to do really. I mean, I don't have no problem with yeah. that because it needed to be done. Because that's like I said, that's what he did.
2: Yeah. Well, so. there's
0: a there's a faction of people out there now too who anytime you have a attractive white man in a, you know, in a lead film, they're going to find some reason to bitch about it. And that's just yeah. how it is. And these are the people too who think that Twitter is real life and it's not. No. Yeah, Hell no i mean so i I always take any whining i hear about stuff like that with a huge grain of salt because i want to see who's saying it you know yeah like um but as far as having zach efron play him i mean yeah he was he was a fairly attractive dude i mean you're you're not gonna put him in a you know in a gimp mask or something put him on there to make him look more evil or anything i mean the, the facts are facts he did seduce his victims yeah, You're not going to have John Wayne Gacy seducing his victims. Hell no,
1: hell no, look at that, that I, bastard. <laughs> he yeah. had to dress up as a clown to even get to where get there. That's funny.
2: <laughs> this, this next thing is kind of half media, half sports. I got two stories to, to wind down with two very short ones. We, we can knock them out here in five minutes. Oh, cool. the, fir- the first one is the Kentucky Derby. Now, I don't know if you've been following this, but there was a horse. I believe it was Maximum Security, and it and was a clear first place winner. Came across a- by, you know, the whole length of a horse. But That's then, a funny name for a horse. Yeah, Maximum Security. Yeah. But then another horse um, was declared the winner, and I believe it was Country House, because the uh, the lead horse apparently, I guess illegally blocked his path around the turn leading into the finish.
1: Yeah, they got strict rules on them lanes. I didn't say the race, but I did. they do have strict rules on them lanes. Once well, come I,
2: here, here's what I don't understand, Shane. Uh, the, every race that I've, you know, Kentucky Derby, I, I get the replays of it every year. and It always looks like a group rounding that final corner. I mean, they're all huddled together. I mean, this isn't yeah. like track. Right. This isn't like track where everybody's got a lane that you have to stay in true uh and it it seems to me you know it's kind of like in football just about on any play you could you could call holding if you really wanted to and and it it seems like with the kentucky derby and and there's more horses in the kentucky derby than what this track is designed for okay so it seems to me that if you wanted to really nitpick all the maneuvers of these horses you could probably call that on just about any race and I I don't know from a publicity standpoint, I would have to say this comes this comes running very close to damaging the brand of the Kentucky Derby. Uh, I, I, I don't know. The replay was there and I, I, I understand what, what what happened there. The the butt of the one horse kind of bumped the head of the one behind him. Um but this was in an area that I guess was very loud. The, the one jockey said that his horse was spooked by the by the crowd cheering as they rounded the final turn. So, I don't know. This is kind of one of those. They things say
1: where, they no. say ten million dollars was lost in gambling. No, yeah. I believe that because oh. of that because of that horse being you know not being declared the winner, the people that betted on that horse had lost ten million dollars. <laughs> was totally lost to
2: that.
0: Well, there's going to be some broken legs, and it's not the horses. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, 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 and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw this to Jack because I know you're somewhat of a politico. Um, and this may or may not be a political story, but it's, it's becoming one. Social media is generating it. Tiger Woods was awarded the, uh, the Medal of Freedom by President Trump. And there's a reason why this is a controversy. Number one, these two have an established friendship that goes back some years. And the other thing is is that traditionally, I guess, the Medal of Freedom goes to athletes and other people who have finished their careers, whereas Tiger Woods is still an active player. So my question to you is, Jack, um, do you feel that this was something that uh, cheapens Medal of Freedom, if this was kind of... If this is kind of perceived as a uh, friendly, quote-unquote, friendly gift.
0: Oh, absolutely. It cheapens it a lot. I mean, it's for either doing extraordinary things, like being a hero in like a shooting situation, or you know, contributing to society in a renowned way, and Tiger Woods just takes Xanax and hits golf balls around. <laughs> Does that mean every time I drink a beer I should get a Medal of Freedom? <laughs>
1: That's true, but if you you can say the same of Obama, because he put some people in with the Medal of Freedom that were kind of questionable in that area, too. Oh, I I absolutely agree with that. I think every every president has. You want to get right down to it.
0: I I just don't understand. If you're going to make it be about contributions to society, I mean, yeah, sure, it's contributed a lot to, like, Nike, you know, creating a lot of jobs, but I, I don't see... Anything beyond that—that's really honorable. He just plays golf, you know. Uh, also, yeah, and as you said, he's not at the end of his career yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah.
0: mean, I can see giving it to a sports star if they're retiring, but I mean, he's still going to be playing next year in the Masters and everything. So. Yeah. Um. I don't. Uh, oh, by the I way, don't... you want to know why I thought that maximum security for that horse name was so funny earlier? Because horses are the most insecure animals on this planet.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> especially race horses. They're they're oh, real yeah. jittery. They're loaded with jitters. Yeah.
0: I don't if you get a have racehorse a, that's spooked by the crowd. You might want to get a new racehorse, dude. Like,
1: that's that's no go. The only yeah. way I would, only way I see an athlete should ever get the Medal of Freedom at all, retired, current, whatever the hell the case may be, is if they've actually contributed something to society. And I'm not yes, talking yes, about there, there, yeah, there have been yeah. some
2: uh, absolutely. Oh yeah, there's like, some I'm, that have. Just, yeah,
1: Jackie Robinson just, definitely yeah. needs the Medal of Freedom. I think LeBron James
0: uh, deserves a medal of freedom more than Tiger Woods does. Oh, I, mean, I agree. Look at all the schools that he's established. Uh, I Look agree. at all the kids he's helped out. I agree. Absolutely for him. Yeah. I, I don't know of any charity work or anything like this. I could be wrong, but I don't know of any charity work or any heroic acts or anything like that that Tiger Woods has ever done, besides maybe not driving his car after that fifth in. But, you know. <laughs> uh, That's <laughs> just,
2: funny. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, that was... It was kind of a, a curious mix of, of topics I had here today, mostly like media things and that. So I hope everybody enjoyed it. Was it. Good. it was good. Okay. Um, getting back to our next sanctuary of Sweet Truth. That will be Thursday night. And I apologize for missing last Thursday. I had an extremely long Thursday uh, work-wise. And I had to get up like at 4 o'clock in the morning for my, the next thing that I had, was scheduled to do. So it was just a bad uh, situation for me, and I apologize for that. But oh, anyway, you're
0: good, man, we get it. Yeah, know what happens.
2: Yeah, and uh, and uh, Thursday night, eleven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Shane is going to have the show. Yeah. Uh, also, tomorrow night at uh, eight o'clock is your uh, guys' uh, Sugar and Company, correct? Right and you also wanted to mention your brother now tell me uh, real briefly what what's going on with that
1: he's done podcasts with us before back in he's done one with me yeah. and you a couple times a few times on sanctuary sweet truth he's done it with us on uh, when we were in georgia ck he's doing his own two shows one show is going to be a neurology show once oh, a week he's okay. going to do both of these shows once a week so he'll be doing two shows once a week but um One's going to be neurology, and it's actually going to have some uh, guests on it that are prominent in the neurology field because that's what he does for a living. And um, this is actually his – whatever, where he works is actually actually backing this and pushing for this. So
2: that's that's fantastic. So he's
1: going to be doing a podcast, and he's going to let us have it and do it too. And um, another one where he's doing it is because he is – in the religion, he's going to do a religious podcast, and like I've said, if he wants to do a religious one, I can't tell him, no, I can't show any kind of discrimination against someone, you know. I mean, oh, no. I've said not. before, no. I said, as long as you're not doing a racial podcast, a hatred podcast, you know, you're not hate-mongering on it, I don't care what you talk about. I mean, it don't matter to me if you talk about whatever. So, you know, yeah. that's what this is all about hey, for yeah, me. It's absolutely. It's, it's hey, everything
2: it. has an audience, man. Everything exactly. has an audience. you got to exactly. respect that. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Exactly. So, I mean, if that's what he wants to do, I'll let
1: him do it. And it's the same with, you know, I mean, anybody wants to do anything. help somebody wants to do a Satan podcast, do a Satan podcast. I mean, if I, I won't listen to it, they'll listen to it. It ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to listen to it, but somebody else, why? I mean, yeah, it's up to them. So, I
2: mean. Hey, Jack, uh, you got anything going on that you'd like uh, to bring up? Maybe something you're going to bring to the table for tomorrow night on the, on the uh, sugar and company.
0: To be honest, I've, uh, I've been busy the past few days, so I haven't had a chance to look into any stories, but uh, I will be bringing my um, usual horrible I do, take on things.
1: I, <laughs> do, I do have a new commercial that was inspired by last week's story you had about the birds singing. So uh, Hey,
0: you are telling me about that. Yeah, I'll have to
1: take a listen. Yeah, it's going it's to be a I've got it ready to mix. i got all the parts together. i just got to put it together. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's pretty good. It's like it, that inspired me, so I did a commercial based on the bird, the bird album. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, that's hey, did awesome. you
0: hear about that Billy? No. The the fact that a um a recording of like some bird sounds like actually topped like I think number seventeen on the UK charts.
2: Oh wow! <laughs> hey, I tell you, like I said, everything has an audience, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I went and told Dylan that we've talked about it on the show. And I told him what we said about it, but he probably but he would probably listen to it. You know what he told me? He man. said, "I got a CD." Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He, he was laughing too, though. So he, he didn't take no offense to it. Nah,
0: Dylan's uh, big into vinyl too, man. Yeah, I've always I, wanted to get into that, but dude, I, I just don't have the money for it. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Get, you know what? Those high end turntables. I was in that business. I can tell you, you can spend a lot of money on that stuff and look back at what you got, and there ain't much there. Wow. I mean, you can spend a lot of money on it.
0: I had a friend of mine in college who had a like a a record collection that went for an entire wall. And I asked him one time how much he thought he'd spent over the years, and he said it was at least like twenty to twenty-five k. Oh,
2: Because
0: he, he got the vintage ones too, not just like the new presses, which yeah, that's, that's hardcore. Well,
2: wow. yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of information about that. A lot of opinions about that. Uh, they say the new pressings they're engineered differently than they were back in the days when everything was strictly analog so a lot lot of the purists uh say that you know like those stuff that was recorded back in the 70s or whatever has a certain feel to it that's very hard to do.
0: people be snobs about anything man i saw this this guy being a snob about bottled water on youtube a few days ago i want to reach through the screen and punch him yeah come on man it's water in a bottle you,
2: hey, you know what there there a, there is there's a, there's, a, there's a there's a legend that says back in the late 70s a marketing executive said this quote with the right marketing you can sell bottled water yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. i guess he was right i yeah, guess he was right he was right cuz it's been
1: done repeatedly <laughs> I got a I got a whole is, case over here on the floor. <laughs> yeah,
0: my favorite my favorite lately is uh, this commercial that keeps popping up on Hulu um, for Smart Water. And they're mm. like, oh yeah, you buy a Smart Water, it's the smartest decision for you. No, it's the smartest decision for the Smart Water company because those are like three freaking dollars a bottle. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So water, true. you water. can get that Fiji water four dollars a bottle.
2: hmm.
1: That Fiji, Fiji uh, it like it, co- uh, <laughs> but people drink it like it comes from
2: Fiji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it comes from Fiji. Yeah, yeah. sure. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, great show tonight. want to thank everybody for listening. We are the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. My name is Billy Dees, and on behalf of Jack Casey and Sugar Shane, check us out again Thursday night. Have a good evening.
1: They always told Will he was too short to play basketball, but Will never listened. Will let his work ethic do the talking for him, always in the gym, always running drills. Will knew where there was a will, there was a way, and he was Will. But then, after his second child was born, he realized the pros were all way better than him. So Will gave up and buried his high tops in a tearful ceremony. But one day, he heard that Geico could save him money on car insurance, so he switched and saved a bunch. Which was awesome. Introducing
0: my new $4.99 spicy chicken strips combo. 100% all white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice.
1: The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it.
0: Plus tax, limited time only, price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries.